Leslie's is bringing back Pro Days. Leslie's Pro customers can take advantage of chemical early buys, liquid subscription services in selected markets, and the newly launched Relager Rewards program. Ask your local store or salesperson to learn more. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of this podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to focus on things that you can do to keep your pool water balanced every week. This will save you a lot of time and headache in your pool care if you do pool service or if you just maintain your own pool. By keeping your water balanced, it's definitely going to be something that's going to eliminate a lot of the things that you struggle with and that frustrate you about pool care. And of course, if you're maintaining 70 or 80 pools a week, you definitely want to implement some of these things to avoid the headaches that are caused by spending a lot of time correcting problems at a pool. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy podcast show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And the statement may sound a little bit like circular logic, but if you keep a balanced pool, it's going to eliminate all the problems with algae, all the time spent brushing it, and all the frustration of trying to clear up water that should be clear, but it's not. And keeping the pool balanced will, of course, eliminate all these problems. And I guess I'll back up and we'll talk a little bit about how to keep the pool balanced in the first place and some common troubles you're going to run into that will interfere with you keeping the pool water balanced. Again, I'm going to just emphasize that a balanced pool is not a pool that has all the parameters correct. You know, as far as the charts you see online with the alkalinity between 80 and 120, the pH between 7.4, 7.8, the chlorine level at, you know, 1 to 3 parts per million, it's pretty hard or pretty impossible to maintain these parameters and at any given time. Week to week, they're going to fluctuate pH is always rising in pools unless you have a fiberglass or a vinyl pool then you notice that the pH is always dropping in those type of pools typically and so keeping the water balance is not in fact keeping these ideal ranges all the time basically what you're looking for is a pool that has to me the chlorine level is the most important aspect of all these factors um, of course, the pH affects how strong, how quickly the chlorine will kill um, organisms and bacteria and viruses. But typically, the chlorine level is the number one aspect of keeping the pool balanced, your sanitizer level, I guess you could say in a way. This is the important factor in it. And so if your chlorine level is constantly dropping below three parts per million, heading towards one part or zero, then you're going to have a lot of problems maintaining your pool, regardless if, if the pH is balanced, if the alkalinity is at 120 or 100, um, those don't matter at all if the chlorine level is at zero, because then your pool is going to become cloudy, get algae, and develop all kinds of problems. These problems will infect, I guess infect, probably not a good word, these will affect your pool filtration in the fact that if the pool starts to get cloudy, then there's a lot of gunk going into the filter to keep it simple. If the pool starts to get algae, there's a lot of dead algae going into the filter. 
This in turn will make the filter PSI, PSI rise in the filter, which in turn means you have to clean the filter or backwash the filter, which will create poor filtration, thereby leading to the water not circulating well and also leading to the fact that the chlorine won't circulate, the sanitizer you're using won't circulate well in the pool, meaning you have to add more chlorine to the pool to get the sanitizer to be effective. And it becomes a vicious cycle at this point, all because the chlorine level dropped really low in the pool, causing these problems, and then now it's affecting the whole pool, and you have to do a lot to turn it around. And then, of course, you add the headache of the time involved in correcting the problem. So if, of course, you do pool service, and you have 80 pools on your route, and 10 of them zero out during one week and develop algae, you're spending an extra 10 or 15 minutes at those pools, brushing the pool, shocking the pool, backwashing the filter, or cleaning the filter would even add more time to that. And all of this stemmed from the fact that the chlorine level got to zero in the pool, causing all of these side effects. And then I guess you would say, well, never let your chlorine get to zero, and then you won't have any problems. Again, simple, and you know that's definitely logical, and I agree with that. But why the chlorine got to zero is something that you need to actually investigate and unpack and prevent from happening again. Now I think for me, the, the most common reasons why the chlorine gets to zero is the fact that this cycle may have started earlier and then you tried to correct it. Uh, maybe you got to your, your pool and you didn't have any chlorine and then you added it right away and, and you thought you corrected the problem. But at that point, there was some microalgae blooming in the pool. Microalgae is algae that you can't see with the human eye. It's still there. You may even feel it on the surface where it's kind of slippery on the walls of the pool. You can find that that's algae that's going to form, and then in a day or two, it's going to bloom in the full-blown algae. And this is using up the chlorine, making it less effective in the pool. And this may you know, exasperate the problem because then the chlorine is being used up quickly still, and you're adding more chlorine, or you may not add chlorine again because you think you corrected it, and the chlorine is being used up fighting this microalgae in the pool. So this is definitely something to look out for, is that if you notice that your chlorine zeroed out, keep your eye out, keep your eye on the pool to make sure that it's maintaining that level still and not going to zero out again, causing more problems. A lot of times, the filtration is one of the key problems. Uh, people don't realize that the filtration of the pool is probably about 80% of the battle. And if the filter is dirty and not running effectively, this has a pretty huge effect on the pool sanitation or how effective the chlorine is in the pool, believe it or not. Because the filtration system, to me, is like the engine of a car. And if it's not running correctly, nothing else is going to work. You can do whatever you want with your car, but if the engine has a crack in the engine block or something, or you can put oil in there and it's not running, you can do whatever you want, it's not going to work. And the same thing with the pool. Just do this experiment, turn your pool off for a week, and then dump in, you know, eight gallons of liquid chlorine and see how the pool is a week later. I can almost guarantee you that pool is going to be very cloudy. It's going to have algae forming, and it's probably going to show zero chlorine. And why is that? Well, the filter hasn't been running all week, and so there's no way for that sanitizer to circulate, nor is there any way for all the um, organics or bacteria viruses to go into the filter system and be filtered out. And so you have the combination of, you know, a lot of chlorine in the pool, but no filtration, it's not going to be effective. And then on the other hand, if you have 
good filtration, you're running your pool 24 hours a day and the pool filter is clean, but you have no chlorine in the pool, you're going to have the same effect. The water is going to be moving and it's going to be filtering good, but without the sanitizer or chlorine in the pool, the filtration is going to be ineffective. And I would say within a week, that pool is also going to be cloudy with algae forming. So it's a combination of both working together hand in hand, so to speak, so that the pool is filtering and circulating and the sanitizer level is correct, allowing that to be effective. So the first thing I would look for is the fact that your pool filtration system is not running correctly. Usually in California, we clean the filters twice a year. In my area, we have full-size filters. So we have the four cartridge type filters, you know, 400 square foot cartridge filters. We also have larger DE filters here and some sand filters also. So we usually clean these large filters twice a year. I prefer to clean them in March and also in October, near the end of the year. They get everything ready for the winter. And so if you don't clean the filter, let's say you clean it in October and March comes along, you don't clean it. April, May, by June, that's eight months without cleaning the filter, eight or nine months without cleaning that filter, chances are it's going to have a negative effect on the water quality because it's just not clean and it's not going to circulate the water properly. If there's a broken grid or if the cartridge is really old in there, it's also not going to filter the water or circulate the water properly. And this will cause the sanitizer or chlorine to be ineffective in the pool. And the number one thing you can do to correct this is to clean the filter, of course, replace the cartridge if necessary, or cartridges if necessary, and replace any grids that are damaged or cracked, and get everything running smoothly. If you have a sand filter, definitely backwash it. And if you do need a sand change, definitely do that before the season begins to get that filter working because with the proper filtration, you pretty much have half the battle won right there. So once you have your filter working on all cylinders, kind of like having your engine working effectively, everything's going to start to run much smoother. Now there are a few factors with your filter I guess I can touch on here. Number one, make sure that your filter is the proper size for your pool. So if you're constantly having problems maintaining your water, maintaining the chlorine level in your pool, it may just be that your filter is undersized or it's just getting really old and not effective. Again, changing the filter elements is key. You could change the cartridges or the DE grids. It'll make a world of difference. So if you have a DE filter and the grids are five, four or five years old, I highly recommend changing eight of those grids, all eight of the grids in there and starting fresh and you're gonna see a tremendous difference in your filtration. And if you have a four cartridge system, definitely change all four cartridges if they're three or four years old and get that a new life, you know, give your filter a new life there. And if you have a single cartridge filter, um, definitely you want to change that very often, uh, more often than you think, and it'll really help the filtration and the quali water quality of the pool. Don't underestimate that. And definitely make sure that your pump is running correctly. And so with the filtration is the runtime, and a lot of people want to save money on their pool by not running the pool a long time. And I understand that the pump does cost a lot of money to run at your house. It's probably after the air conditioner the second most expensive um, or the second highest consumer of electricity at your property is your single speed pump. Now if you do replace that with a variable speed pump, a lot of people still don't want to run it, which is weird. Uh, maybe it's just psychological because you know that running your single speed pump costs you a lot of money, so therefore you have a variable speed pump and you think 
running that's going to cost you a lot of money. But in reality, if you run your variable speed pump um, correctly, setting it at a lower RPM, it's going to definitely save you money and you can run it longer and still spend less money on electricity. So whether you have a single speed pump or a variable speed pump, you have to run that pump a very long time to make the water clear and effective. So don't think that running your pool, 20,000 gallon pool, three or four hours a day on a single speed pump is going to cut it. Typically you're going to run that pool 10 hours a day to make it effective. And with a variable speed pump, you know, typically I have two programs running in most of my variable speed pumps out there. I have a low speed running for about six or eight hours, and then I have what I call the medium speed running the rest of the day. I don't run in high speed at all on any of my accounts. And so the medium speed will be running for 10 hours or so each day at the pool. And this is still less than running a single speed pump like two hours a day as far as electricity usage. So don't let the long runtime of a variable speed pump scare you into thinking that your bill is going to go up. It's not because the way they work, they save electricity running at a lower RPM. Uh, basically, it's kind of like driving your car on the side streets at 40 miles an hour, going, getting to a destination versus going on the freeway at 70 or 80. You're going to definitely get there at, not at the same time, and the variable speed pump is moving the water slower, so it's not going to filter the water at the same speed or time as a single speed pump. But you're still going to get to the destination um, just at a different time. And so by going 40 miles an hour, you're going to definitely save wear and tear on your car and use less gas than going at 80 miles an hour. And it's kind of the same concept with electricity use with the variable speed pump versus a single speed pump. So don't get scared away from running your pump. It's a major aspect of keeping the water balanced. So you've addressed the filtration, you've addressed the runtime. So now you want to turn your attention to the chlorine level in your pool. There are many factors that affect the chlorine holding in your pool, and I've done different podcasts on this. I'll summarize here by saying that one factor is your cyanuric acid level. Now, cyanuric acid, you definitely need it in your pool to protect the chlorine from being burned off too quickly. But the higher the level of cyanuric acid in the pool, the more chlorine you're going to need to make it effective. So if your cyanuric acid is at 100 parts per million, you technically need to maintain your free chlorine level at 10 parts per million in the pool to make that chlorine effective. That's why in a lot of pools that use the 3 inch trichlor tablets that have really high cyanuric acid levels, you have algae blooming in there or you have poor water quality. Even when you do the chlorine test and it's showing that you have 3 parts per million in there, you still have algae because the chlorine is not that effective because it's working a lot slower because of the high cyanuric acid level. So you're going to have to add more chlorine to make it effective, which is not a bad thing in itself, but it's one of the things you have to be aware of. So if you have a pool with a cyanuric acid level of 180 parts per million or 200 parts per million, you can definitely maintain that pool going forward through the season. You just have to keep a very high chlorine level in that pool to be effective. So you have to keep adding shock or liquid chlorine or more tablets, which is kind of adding to the problem. But you have to keep that chlorine level at 10 parts per million and then you won't have any problem with that pool as far as algae or water quality issues. You'll just be adding a lot of chlorine to that pool. There comes a tipping point though however when there is just way too much cyanuric acid in there and the chlorine you add becomes very ineffective because of that. So be aware of that that it's not something that you can do indefinitely. There's a point where you're going to have just way too much cyanuric acid in your pool 
and you can add tons of chlorine, it's still not going to be effective. And so besides the high cyanuric acid in the pool, you can do things that will definitely help the chlorine last longer in the pool. No matter how much chlorine you put in the pool, the sun's UV rays are definitely going to affect it in the summertime. And so you definitely want to make sure that you have a good high effective chlorine level in your pool all season long during the summer. And I am not opposed to you adding some type of enhancer to the pool to make that chlorine more effective. Now what I mean by an enhancer, there's many different things on the market today that will make the chlorine effective. It'll eliminate some of the things that use up the chlorine in the pool. I'll start with this example. Um, let's say that you notice that you have a lot of algae blooming in the pool using up the chlorine each week. And so you're putting in a lot of chlorine but it's zeroing out because of the algae in the pool. One thing you need to do is test for phosphates and see what the level is. And chances are the phosphate level will be pretty high in your pool. I'm going to guess that it's over 300 parts per billion. And, and I emphasize that parts per billion part because it takes only a small amount of phosphates to create algae in your pool because the phosphate is food for the algae. So they measure, measure phosphates in parts per billion. And so one way to counter this and enhance the chlorine is to add a phosphate remover to your pool, eliminate the phosphates, bring them down to zero, and I can almost guarantee you that the chlorine is going to hold really well in that pool and you're not going to have an algae problem. And then you can kind of double down on that by adding an enzyme to the pool. The enzyme will help break down the oils and other things that use up the chlorine. And so you have this one-two punch of phosphate remover and enzymes. And Natural Chemistry actually sells a product called Pool Perfect Plus Phosphree. And this is a enzyme with a phosphate remover in there that you would add every week to your pool to keep the phosphate level at zero. And the enzymes will break down things in the water that use up the chlorine and the chlorine will be more effective by that. So that's one enhancer that you can actually use. Another popular enhancer is the PoolRx or the Nature2 system. And this is a mineral system. It's basically um, they add a copper mineral to the pool and this is chelated. This is bonded and so it's not going to drop out of solution and stay in the pool. And if you know anything about copper, it'll definitely keep algae from forming in the pool. And this definitely will enhance the chlorine level in that respect. And they're highly effective. I use them on my route in certain pools. And I think that the PoolRx is definitely a very effective way to enhance the chlorine in your pool. And then the third method, which I think is my personal favorite, I use it in my pool and the pools on my route. Uh, a lot of the pools on my route I use this method on. And that's adding borates to the pool to bring the borate level to 30 to 50 parts per million. Most recommend now 35 parts per million. I don't really notice a difference at 30 parts per million or 50 parts per million in my experience. My pool right now, I just tested it, it's at 28 parts per million, so I need to boost it up a little bit, but it's still really effective. So a borate level of 30 to 50 parts per million will definitely enhance the chlorine in many ways. Number one, it's a natural algostat, which means that having the borates in the pool at that level will keep algae from actually forming. Number two, it definitely is a pH buffer and one of the factors in the chlorine effectiveness is a pH level and so the borates in the water will buffer the pH which means it's not going to jump up high in the pool and so if you have a pH of 7.6 and you have borates in the water chances are after a week it's going to be at 7.6 not going to go up to 8.0 very rapidly in most cases 
and so it has that buffer in there. It also gives the water a sparkle and it softens the water and it doesn't evaporate out of the pool so it's a lot like adding salt to the pool if you have a salt water system. The boards don't evaporate out. You do maybe need to add a maintenance dose from splash out or other things like that or backwashing but they don't evaporate out so usually it's a one-time thing when you charge it up and then you don't have to worry about adding more boards to the pool which is a great selling thing to the customer because you're not adding tons of borates to the pool or, or spending a lot of money on product every year. And to me, I think that's one of the most effective ways of enhancing the chlorine. And if you can do some more research on it, I have some web pages on my site, swimmingprolearning.com, about borates. I think it's one of the better enhancers because um, it's easy to use and it has a lot of great um, good effects on the water itself. And you can definitely use a combination of the borates with the phosphate and enzymes. Um, you may not want to use the borates with the PoolRx. That's kind of overkill. But definitely, you're going to find that this is a highly effective way to enhance the chlorine. And I recommend an enhancer because they're on the market now. They're very effective and very popular. And they do work. Back in the early days when I started doing pool service back in the 90s, um, there was nothing really on the market that would help with the chlorine except adding a little bit of sodium bromide to the pool to kind of keep the algae from forming. And since these enhancers are now on the market and readily, readily available, I recommend you use one of them to make the chlorine last longer. It's kind of like using synthetic oil now in your car, something that wasn't available when I was driving around back in the day. Now it's widely available and why not use it? It's a much better product and it's available. So the enhancers for the chlorine are the same thing. They're on the market, they're effective, they're available, so why not use them? And so I know I'm simplifying everything in this podcast. There's a lot of things that will lead into filtration issues. Also, your pump may not be running effectively. And there's also other factors like pool use, um, depending on the region, the weather, things like that also affect the chlorine's ability to stay in the pool. But the bottom line is if you are looking at a way to keep your workload down on your pool route by not brushing or treating algae all week long or if you're a homeowner looking to keep your pool looking crystal clear all week long you want to address these three factors the filtration the pool runtime and the effectiveness of the chlorine in your pool and one of the ways again to make it more effective is an, an enhancer to eliminate something that may be causing the chlorine to be used up and to also make the chlorine last longer in your pool all week long. And you'll be amazed how just by adding one of these enhancers to your pool, again, these are kind of redundant, so you don't need to use all three of these at once, but adding one of these enhancers to the pool will definitely um, stretch your chlorine out. Like for instance, if you were to use the pool RX in the pool, you're gonna be amazed at how the free chlorine level is very steady um, week to week after the pool RX is in there. In fact, you can reduce the chlorine usage in a lot of cases by using one of these enhancers in the pool to make the chlorine more effective. Um, try one of these and see what you think. I think they're really a great way to keep the chlorine from zeroing out in the pool, which to me is the number one problem you're gonna run into. If the chlorine level gets too low, all these problems will develop, causing this chain reaction kind of thing that's hard to recover from, especially if this happens in the middle of the season when it's 90 or 100 degrees out like in California where, I, where I'm at, once you have a problem pool with this kind of weather and then you have customers using the pool at the same time, it just makes it very really hard to recover from that situation to begin with. So 
Again, circular logic aside, keeping yourself from getting into this situation by keeping everything balanced is the key. And I think definitely you can address these things to help you to get to that point where the pool is not going to be a problem pool or cause you a lot of headaches during the season. And if you head over to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, I have web pages covering the Pool RX, the phosphate enzymes, and also the borate product. And you can definitely check those out on my website to read more about the enhancers that I um, definitely would recommend you use in your pool to make the chlorine last longer. And if you're in the industry and you're looking for a way to enhance your business or you're starting out, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits there. So check that out when you get a chance if you're in the industry. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.